Welcome to Delmarva's own podcast, where we talk to Delmarva people and tell Delmarva stories. On this episode of Delmarva's own, we talk with Mary Mahler. Mary is the founder of the Theater Academy of Delmarva, a local theater production company for kids of all ages. So gather around all you blooming thespians and hear how Mary created a place for kids to learn to act, sing, and dance. Well, hey, friends, I am at the Marva Theater in Pocomoke, Maryland. We are getting ready to see a production of Frozen Junior by the Theater Academy of Delmarva. But before we get started, I want you to think about something with me. If our children wanted to play sports, we could sign them up to do so with relative ease. Even if it's not at their school we could find easy ways to get them involved in a sport, whether it's baseball, softball, soccer, basketball, lacrosse, horseback riding. I even passed a fencing academy in Salisbury recently. There is a myriad of ways to get kids involved in sports. And that's good. I love sports. You probably love sports. Sports aren't for everyone, but kids need more access to them, not less. For me, Sports is something I enjoy spending my time and money doing and watching and and ooh, I guess we're getting ready to get started, but real quick, I'm a bit tired today because I was up a little bit late last night watching baseball playoffs. I have friends who live and die for college football. We have an entire month called March Madness, which is dedicated to a college basketball tournament. Sundays. Sundays in the fall are the days that I watch the NFL either on the edge of my seat due to the excitement of the games or sometimes I watch through my eyelids because I'm dozing off after a large Sunday lunch. The fact is we love sports. We want our kids to love sports and we want our kids to be good at sports. But you know where else I get entertainment? TV, Hulu, Netflix, the movies, Disney+. Plus. Uh, The Apple, uh, everywhere. We watch stuff. We consume stuff all the time. I've been lucky enough to take in some Broadway plays. I watch shows and movies with my kids. I've taken my kids to see movies, to see musicals, and to see plays. But if we were to compare the opportunities for kids to play sports with the opportunities we provide for kids who develop skills in music and acting, it's not even close There are the occasional seasonal opportunities, maybe a Christmas play at church or something, or um, something in school that's kind of smaller and not really well put on. But what if your kids wanted more? What if they want to be involved in acting in ways that are similar to the ways kids play sports outside of their school? It's a fair question, particularly if theater is important to you or your children. Fortunately for us on Delmarva, there was someone who was asking the same questions. And we'll get to that later, because I think we're getting ready to get started. Assist us with keeping the sound going. 
welcome to Frozen. My name is Mary Mahler, and I am the um, owner and director of Theater Academy of Mary the Marva. Mary Frozen. It's been a long time. I've been wanting to do this. You got me. Oh, there you are. It's yeah. Mary Mahler, everyone. Yes. Thanks for being here. This is exciting. So, um, what's the name of your organization officially? Because I don't want to butcher it. No worries. It's Theater Academy of Delmarva. Okay. Some people call us TAD. TAD. For short. It helps. Yeah. Th I think that kind of makes you official. Once people start using acronyms for your name. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when did TAD start? So, I believe we officially started meeting in April of 2018. Okay, so it's not that long ago. It feels like a no, long time No, it feels time forever, ago. but I think we're on our fourth year. Okay. Working on our fourth year, so. Okay. And what was the first thing you did? Do you remember? Yeah, so when I started the group, I wanted it to be less about, like, big productions and more about um, just doing theater for community events, like outdoor events and things like that. Okay. Um, so that's what we were working on. We were working on, like, different... Uh, styles of music and things for things like that um, and then by I would say mm, September I realized that the the want the desire from the kids was to be involved in a production and so we did our first product or we started working on our first production which was um, Snow White okay. but I did not intend I did not go into this to do big productions <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my intention yet here we are and we'll get into those in, in a minute but take yeah. me back like where are you from are you from Delmarva originally yep so I well I was born in Baltimore but um, by the time I was three um, we had moved to Salisbury so okay. yep and I I pretty much stayed put there until uh, I went to college in Towson, and then I came right on back. Okay. So. Right. Yep. And you, what was your major in college? Um, my degree was in Deaf Studies and Human Services. Okay. So do you know American Sign Language and all that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. What, why did you start TAD? Um, so after college, I mean, I always loved theater. I was involved in theater from the time I was in about sixth grade, I would say. Um, so it's always what been a passion. What was your first show? Do you remember? Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, who were you? <laughs> I think it was one of the youngest daughters, okay. Bielka, okay. like the fifth one or something. Um, but that's, I definitely fell in love with it after that first show. And I did everything with, I was at Salisbury Christian School at the time. I did all their stuff. I would audition for community players and that sort of thing. I went to college. I did minor in theater. Um, so I kind of kept theater going. And then when I graduated and I got married, I kind of did like the wife work thing where I just kind of went to work and was a wife. I didn't really do any theater. Um, so I kind of started itching for that again okay. and started participating in a um, couple productions, I think with community players. And then, um, Realized I really had a passion to to combine my love for kids with theater, and so then I started it. Okay. So, how old were you? Can I ask? Oh goodness. It? Okay. So 2018 <laughs> math. I would we're have been 25. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm still a baby. So your desire to start was kind of about a desire for your your own. Like you had the desire to be part of theater yeah when I was younger and involved in some of the stuff as I was growing up I was doing more choreography and assistant directing and things like that I was also participating in the shows as well um, but in one of the theater companies that I was a part of when I was younger I started like a traveling theater group and I was doing that when I was probably senior in high school junior senior and I loved that then I went to college 
Um, so that was sort of, I was kind of trying to bring that back. So trying to do that again. So when you say you started, did you actually start the group or you just started being, participating? I in was it? in a company and I, that was something I wanted to do for, kind of for like advertising purposes to help other people want to come see her shows. And I was like, well, if we can put these little clips together of theater, then we can take them places and then people want to buy tickets for the big show. So that was the intention when I started it with her company. That was, uh, I can't even remember, Susan Rogers had started a company... Uh, what was the name of it? The Mezzanine, I think, in downtown Salisbury. It wasn't there for long enough. I wish it had I wish it had stuck around because it's a very similar concept to what I do. So I would say that's kind of where my inspiration to sort of start this came from. Okay. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So 2018, um, spring, summer? Um, when we started, we started in the spring, April. Um and then we just kind of would meet once a week and do little clips from different shows just to kind of keep the kids in theater every single week. Um, and then by the fall, there was just this big push. All these kids really wanted to be in a show. They really so how did work get out initially? Like, Did you advertise somewhere? Um, not that much. I mean, it was really simple. It was really just word of mouth. And I think a lot of it still is word of mouth. Um, okay. Yeah, it's just it's just grown as people have found out about us, is really, and talked to their friends, and then it just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So full disclosure for listeners, my daughter, she's been there f- since the beginning. Since right? the beginning, okay. yeah. I think maybe she joined in in the summer at some point. We started in April. She was there yeah. in a couple months. Yeah. And we did it, or you did a show at uh-huh. the Salisbury Zoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did that traveling that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there, there was definitely a shift. Now, w- why did you shift? I don't know. It just it felt like the right thing to do. The kids really seemed to want something that had a beginning and an end. You mm-hmm. know, that's, I think, the pride that comes with um, a big show and a big production is that you work really hard for this big end result. And that was something that we weren't getting from the traveling team. It was just sort of these little clips. And they were fun, but I could tell that the kids really wanted that. They were kind of asking me and, you know, wanting to be involved in a big production. So that's where that came from. And from time to time, you still do a small thing somewhere, don't you? Yeah, occasionally, if when we have time, we'll put something together if we're asked to for different festivals and things like okay. that when when they're out and about. Which, again, it comes back to it's good advertising um, that they see what we do and want to buy tickets or look more into us and follow what we're doing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, tell me about the the acting... the. The scene on Delmarva for for people who that that want to act. So this is a theater comp, Ted, Theater Academy of Delmarva. Yeah. Um, are there others as well? So there really aren't many theaters that are specifically for kids. Um, the thing about Theater Academy of Delmarva is we are open for ages seven all the way to eighteen, and typically, well, first of all, there's not a lot of theaters anyway. <laughs> There's no, not I, a lot I, I, I don't know it. what that squeaking is. I'm sorry. No, that's not. It's I'll it tell think, you what I was looking at earlier. Oh, later. okay. <laughs> anyway, um, there's not a lot of theaters for kids. There's just not, and um, that's another reason why I started this. So I don't think I know of any company that's doing what what we're doing. Okay. Which is offering not outside that. of like the school productions. And no, and and, like and that. that's the other thing too is that a lot of times they don't hold 
kids to the same standard of, of these big, beautiful productions. You know, they'll kind of do something simple. And there are kids out there, the theater is their thing, and they want to be part of the big time, you know, the big show uh-huh. with all the bells and whistles and costumes and everything. And there's just not a lot of places that are doing that, offering that for kids, you okay. know. So the first, the first big one you did was... Snow White. Mm-hmm. Okay. You could, yeah, that was kind of where we started, and um, it's definitely gotten bigger and bigger every show that we've done. Um, as far as um, tech and um, special effects, and you know, we just keep we just keep dreaming uh-huh. and <laughs> making those dreams come true. And so, yeah, we started with Snow White, and then we did Cinderella, and last year we did Frozen. Okay. So we're working on our fourth year of a production, which will be Lion King. Okay. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you've had in, in putting this together? Like the, the frustrations and yeah, you ever feel like I uh, just want to quit. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yes and no. I love it so much. It's a, it's a big passion of mine. I would say some of the logistical frustrations are most of my kids are from the Salisbury area, but we have to perform at Pocomoke at the Marva, which I do love the space, but it's a bit of a challenge to get there to and from. Um, for rehearsals community players has been great about lending their space for rehearsals but as far as performance space um, we would love to perform in Salisbury but it's so expensive um, to rent for example why high um, you know thousands and thousands of dollars up front ten thousand dollars at minimum um, just for 10 days and these kids need to be in the space and to be rehearsing on the stage you know so for at least ten thousand dollars for ten days, I can't get these kids ready with a stage they're not comfortable with and they're not used to. Plus, I mean, just to have ten thousand dollars up front, it's you know, it's a lot. Yeah. So I would say I know a lot of people really want us to come to Salisbury. I would love to perform in Salisbury um, because a lot of people don't want to go to Pokemoke. The Marva Theater is beautiful, and they've been. I mean, without them, you know, we wouldn't really have a stage to perform on right now. Yeah. So the Marvel. The Marva Theater mm-hmm. is beautiful. It, it is, is a throwback to, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel, well, you could probably tell me, but I feel like 50s or before that. It was before, yeah. I don't yeah. remember the year, but it's definitely historic, yeah. for sure. So you, you walk in, and you just feel like you're walking into a different... Time. Yeah, a different mm-hmm. time. It's, just, it's really, really gorgeous, but it's it's not in bad shape. You no. know, you, you go into the re- I go into the restroom, like, wow, I feel like I'm going to... Uh, modern hotel they work <laughs> i think they so. did a big renovation um i, I think i want to say it was about 10 years ago so it's um it's modernized mm-hmm. but they've kept all the historic pieces because it is a historic building right. so right. yeah so it is um it's a beautiful space um hey tell me i haven't asked anybody else's question how about this theater Oh my gosh, I love this theater. <laughs> yeah, what, where are we? Tell, tell the listeners where we are. Oh, we're at the Marva. This theater, when I first entered to it, I was like, I remember standing on the stage and just pretending to sing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, Go ahead. my first time coming into here, it was actually my first time in like a theatric, like dr- theater for like plays and musicals and stuff. It was my first time ever being in one. Uh-huh. Um, and I just, I was kind of in awe, like... I had never seen a place so well suited for plays. Because mm-hmm. at my school we have a gymatorium, which is a gym with a stage. Right. Um, right. And so that's what I was used to. And I came in here and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. The audience 
everywhere can see everything. Yeah. And then there's also the balcony, which just having a balcony is cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty fantastic place. It's in Pokemoke City. Mm-hmm. It's called yeah. the Marvel Theater. Yeah. And it is a throwback. Pokemoke to do a little bit of research about one person we talked about on the podcast. I keep heading it up back in Pokemoke for various reasons. For such a small town, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm there quite a bit. Um, it's it's really nice and worth the drive. Um, I can attest to seeing uh, Frozen Junior mm-hmm. last year and was blown away by the tech. So from starting on a small, we'll call it a eight foot by ten foot stage. Mm-hmm. It might have been a little bit bigger at mm-hmm. the zoo. That this one yeah. seemed like yeah, about that plywood basically. Snow falling and <laughs> the computer tech you had. I when I, you know, my daughter is going to rehearsals all the time. <laughs> I'm not dropping her. She's getting rides, and I'm not really dropping her off. When I was there for the second half of the dress rehearsal, I was blown away, yeah. Mary. I know <laughs> for you, you might be like, oh, really? Like we were doing this but for me to walk into that and see the progression and for these kids to have the opportunity to be part of something that's really well done thank you um, is impressive yeah it's definitely taken us a long time to get well it feels like a long time but like you said it really hasn't been a long time we just keep dreaming and people keep doing things (laughs) for us you know i just ask and and a lot of people just help you know they uh, I think it's definitely a need in the community. And when you've got parents and they want this for their kids, you know, I say, this is what I want. And they're like, okay, you know, and I just have a lot of people who've come out and helped me, especially with the tech stuff and everything. I'm like, could we have, you know, geysers shooting out of the floor? Uh, sure, Mary, you know, yeah. I guess, <laughs> but yeah. we make it happen. So, um, yeah. How old, what are the ages of the kids in your shows? Um, seven is the youngest, okay. and then uh, 18 is the oldest. So okay. it's a big range. Um, I'm trying to th- think of the seven-year-old. It doesn't, there was a young, there was a young actor who mm-hmm. played young a Anna. kitten. Oh, a kitten. Oh, cat. Uh, that was Callie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't in. Um, in s- it, sh- it was Snow White. It was Snow White. Mm-hmm. And she was so good. She was a kitten. <laughs> I think she was. I think she was seven. Yeah. Yeah, and she was so good. I mean, yeah. when it comes to being in character, I was really surprised. <laughs> I didn't know you could be that in character. Yeah, when she was to into be a it for sure. And then who was she in? In uh, Frozen. In Frozen, she was young Elsa. Okay, and yeah. she was fantastic again. Yeah. Um, and I believe one of the clips I have is of her talking about the experience. Oh, okay. Do you want to go to snowman? You want to go and play? I can cover this whole place in snow. I'm not supposed to though. Yeah, just do it anyway. We met each other. Yes. All right. How have you enjoyed this? I've enjoyed it a lot. Yes, I love yes. it. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I gotta tell you, you all did fantastic. Thank you. Very, very I. The 18-year-old is a college student. Yeah. So you have someone from second grade mm-hmm. all the way up into college. Yeah. How do the kids get along? I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a pretty <laughs> big difference in age. It is. Um, it it can be a challenge sometimes um, reminding the older ones to, you know, 
keep it wholesome at all times, you know. Um, but I would say they kind of find each other. They kind of find their little niches and hang out. It's a big family, and it, it would never be a situation where a little one couldn't go sit next to an older one. But they kind of find their friends and, and their little people that they want to hang out with, and it works out. And the older ones are sort of mentors to the younger ones, and the little ones kind of look up to them. And, you know, I want to be that character one day. I want to do that one day. And inspires them and it helps the older ones to have that responsibility and it's it's a good it's good it's it stays it stays friendly in there okay. <laughs> family oriented yeah all right um so tell me i think by the time people hear this podcast your auditions for the lion king will be over mm. um just because of the pace at which i work <laughs> <laughs> no worries i understand but for the future, what can people expect if they want their child, if their child's going to be part of this? Uh, what, would the ex- what would the experience be like for them? So we rehearsed from, for about eight months to put on a production like this. Um, and one of the reasons we do that is because I know kids are involved in lots of other things, dance and sports and, and things like that. Normally when you produce a show, it's produced in three months. And you have... Um, you know, you're there five days a week to produce a show like that in three months. So we spread it out so that they're only there about once a week most of the time until we get to the end, like towards, I'd say, the last month, the last three weeks. Um, it gets a little bit more intense. Um, we're there, I'd say, three days a week until we're the, like down to the wire the last week of the show. We're there every day working on tech stuff. And, um, yeah, so we try to space it out so that kids can be involved in other things so they don't just have to do just theater as their whole life. So, yeah, it it definitely, by the end, I'd say gets intense. Now, this year we started um, a secondary production at the same time. So we'll we'll be doing two shows at once. Um, we're producing Lion King. We're also producing Alice in Wonderland. So Alice in Wonderland is going to be our show for people who are beginners who maybe don't want to jump into this huge commitment, this huge production. Um, so it's something to help the younger ones start out if they're just not quite ready yet. Okay. So we found that, you know, some kids get thrown into it and they do fine. Other ones are super overwhelmed. So this is sort of an option to like, hey, let's get your feet wet. See how much you like this. And if you really, really like it, then maybe next year you can move up to the bigger show. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we started that this year. Just our numbers were growing and I didn't want to exclude anyone. And that was the best option I could come up with. So I think it's going to be good. So when does Lion King go up? Lion King will be in April. I believe the first weekend in April. First two weekends in April. Um, that's another thing about being in, in the big show versus the smaller show. The big show, you know, you've got to give up two full weekends. You're there, you know, 12 hours sometimes, like, for the shows. So it's a lot for the younger ones, which is another reason why we started the Alice in Wonderland or the secondary show. Okay. So Alice in Wonderland will be um, at the end of January. We'll do one performance of Alice in Wonderland for their f- parents and friends and family okay. and that sort of thing. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed as a parent, mm. um, in some ways, I would compare this to high school sports mm-hmm. and the amount of dedication it takes from the kids mm. and the even, trying to be diplomatic here, the tone with which coaching is delivered. Yeah. Um, because you have you have a goal in mind Mm -hmm. and to keep everybody focused Mm -hmm. um, on that same goal 
And while you're giving one kid notes, there's five kids over here that are talking about the boy or the girl or, right. the, you know, uh, that they met in class that <laughs> day. And um, it can it can be intense. And yeah. but the the outcome that that we see again, mm-hmm. I w- it's it's really good. It's it's top notch, um, particularly for for children. Yeah, um, it's it's not something that. You know, I think the caricature in the movies that you see of a child's production is people holding cardboard cutouts as they walk on the stage, hundred percent, yeah, s- screaming their lines out. And it that's um, that's not what we get. We get something that looks like kids have been working really hard. Um, you have uh, vocal coaches, mm-hmm. you have dance coaches, mm-hmm. you have acting coaches, mm-hmm. you have you, mm-hmm. um, and the volunteers that that come on are not. Um, their volunteers are not paid, but they're also doing really good quality work. Yeah. Um, and if if you want, um, I mean, you can say more about this, but people volunteer and do things from sweeping the stage through building intricate sets. Right. And collecting tickets at the front door and um, all kinds of things. There's so like many. There's so many. Production of well, it was, a, it was a great experience. Okay. Um, I've never done anything like this before. Never? You, so nothing ever backstage for a dramatic presentation of anything? No, not okay. backstage, not on stage, uh, not that I can remember. I mean, not even Cub Scouts. Okay, I mean, so how did you get, what's your name, first of all? Dave Camberger, also known as Jimmy Longbeard. How did you get involved? What was... Um, my young friend was in the play last year of uh, Cinderella, uh-huh. and uh, her mother is one of the people who kind of makes things happen around okay. here. Uh, and somehow, I think I was told that I mentioned that I would be available this oh. time for set building and other types of things. So it sounds like you might have been voluntold she, by a strong she, personality. She remembered. <laughs> and I got contacted, and I enjoyed it so much that, um, well, I had to come back a second day for uh, to finish up the project I was working on, um, and uh, the, the list just started getting longer yeah. as fast as it was getting shorter on the other end, okay. so... Um, Eight months later, here I am working backstage as the play is going on. The backstage people make a difference. Like the people you don't see once you're doing the tech. And there was a lot of tech in this show. For I think for a bunch Frozen, of kids, I was really impressed. There were upwards of 20 people just to put the show on as far as like adult volunteers that had to be in some sort of station, you know, helping the kids get ready, being backstage with the kids, collecting tickets at the front, showing people. You work a lot backstage. Um, Who are the unsung heroes of the show? People that I have not called here to ask the interview, but you're going to go home and be like, oh, I can't believe you didn't talk to so-and-so. Who are those Well, we've got Dave. I talked to Dave. Okay, you talked to Dave. We've got Danny and Tom who make all the set changes happen. Um, Even Natalie who handles the curtain. We've got the moms downstairs, Jen and Mandy and Stephanie, who are making sure the kids get their costumes changed. We have so many quick changes in the show. They're making sure that they switch from one outfit to the next and keeping everything not chaotic down there. Um, And then, of course, we've got our sound guys um, up in the booth that make sure hopefully all the mics work. So all of that goes into making the show great, and we couldn't do it without everybody. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Costumes. I think they want you to get out of your costumes. 
<laughs> Couldn't do it without them. What does it cost for a child to participate? It is about, so we can break it up into monthly payments, but it's 600 to participate in the eight-month program. Okay. $600. And then for our younger show, it's $300. I don't want to call it the younger show. It's not the younger show. It's just not this. It's... <laughs> It's it's again. It's not going to be the cardboard cutouts of the kids waving things around. Uh-huh. It's just our simpler show. Um, that one is about three hundred. Okay. There's less practices involved. They won't have as much. Um, they won't have as much face time, so their cost goes down. Okay. So the costumes aren't as intricate. The sets aren't as intricate. You know that sort okay. of thing. How can people find out more? Uh, they can find us on uh, our website, theateracademyofdelmarva.com, or they can find us on Facebook, Theater Academy of Delmarva. Um, so, yeah, I would say those are the two best places to go. We apparently have an Instagram. I don't know how you find people on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently we have one. Uh, one of if my students like is running volunteer to run the Instagram Yeah, yeah, I do have a volunteer because <laughs> I don't know how to run it. I know I'm 28 years old. I don't know how to run Instagram. Yeah. You're, you're old now. I know, I'm getting technological old. technological standards. I know, I know. Uh, and I'm right there. I'm twice that and right there with you so <laughs> thanks for doing this of uh, course. like i said i have just a slew of clips from the kids that did frozen they were very excited so um listen for that yeah so, awesome. and we look forward to it awesome yeah i'm excited i'm excited for next year it's gonna be fun right, thank you thanks As I wrap up this podcast episode, um, I wanted to talk about something that Mary and I actually didn't get into a whole lot. We talked a lot about the productions that she's working on with the kids and all that goes into that and to make them such a good experience for the kids in it, for the parents that are part of it, and for the people in the audience. But what I didn't talk about is the difficult decisions that Mary had to make um, in life prior to ever beginning this. This stuff is her passion. Um, And she's working towards a place where she can make a living doing this. But there was a time when she was in college where, well, you know what, let me talk about a phrase that you've probably heard before. Um, It goes something like this. Find a way to get paid for doing something you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Now that sounds really nice, um, but there's another phrase that you might not have heard, um, or, or maybe you have, it goes something like this. Passion doesn't pay the bills. And essentially that means like there's things that we all love, but that doesn't always help us make a living uh, and to pay our bills. And Mary was faced with this um, conundrum, as so many college students are, and we didn't talk about it a whole lot in our conversation, but I did write a blog post about this um, and what that may have been like for Mary. Um, She has a full-time job doing something else. Uh, She doesn't make a living doing this. She'd like to eventually, but she's not there yet. So I did a little bit of writing about that. I I thought some more about that. And you can find that blog post at www.delmarvazone.com. It's all you have to do is type that in. It's right at the top. I'll I'll actually I'll put that that uh, link in the show notes as well. Um, but I think that's something we've all faced is wanting to do something, uh, but not really being able to do it so much because we have to make a living. I mean, if I could make a living 
being a podcast host, I would do that. I do this because I love to, and maybe someday I'll be able to make a living doing this, but for right now, it's a labor of love. And this is kind of a labor of love for Mary at this point. She has goals. We, I talk a little bit about that in the blog post as well. But I'm curious if there's anybody out there, anybody out there that's listening to this today, did you start a business or do you did you start something out of the passion of your heart? Or did you start a business and work really hard to be successful at it? Or did you fail a bunch of times um, before you reached a place where you could say you're successful? Are you at a place where you feel like you're you're doing well, but you have goals in the future? I want to hear from you. Um, I, I'd love to have you on the podcast and tell your story as well. That's what we do here. It's Delmarva's own podcast, and we tell the stories of Delmarva people. I want to thank again Randy Scott. Randy provided the introduction for us today. You can find Randy at voiceofrandy.com. We're getting ready to wrap up uh, season two, I guess we call it. Uh, the year's coming to an end here. I have a few other ones that I'm working on. I think I have spoken to at least three other people. Um, and I have a, some other stuff in the wings. I don't want to go ahead and give an introduction to any of that stuff because it's not as done as I'd like it to be. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time, whenever that is. In the meantime, you need to go see Disney's Frozen Junior. The Theater Academy of Delmarva is doing an encore performance coming up soon. One weekend, four shows. Friday, November 5th, Saturday, November 6th, at 2 p.m. and 7 p.m., and then Sunday, November 7th. You don't want to miss it. If for nothing else, it's see if it's something that your kids might want to be a part of. Go check it out. There will be a link both in the show notes for this podcast, and there's also one in the blog post that I talked about on DelmarvaZone.com. Friends, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>